0: Hello, welcome back back to the EWO Takeover Podcast. It is your host, EBK, and I have come back after a week of, I'll say, uh, not party, very busy week, Um, celebrating my birthday to an extent. I got to see um, a few good movies. I have gotten to see, and I might do a review on it next week. That's why I say this right now in the intro, because you guys already know what the intro is about. It's about WWE SummerSlam um, 2023, our review, and we will go uh, go into that. I just wanted to add this, so maybe it's a, uh, I can talk about it next week or the week after that. uh Depends what the schedule is. But I've seen Sound of Freedom and i've seen this horror movie let me make sure i get this name right um it is not a popular movie uh, but it is in the movie theaters right now and nobody's talking about it it is talk to me i'm gonna talk um yeah talk to me and sound of freedom and i might talk about this stuff next week or the week after that so look forward to that both um very interesting movies uh in their own right and I'd love to talk about it. Um and yeah I usually don't like really talking about movies because I'm not the best to talk about movies but these are two movies I want to talk about in the future so putting that out there. But anyways SummerSlam. Me and Jake talk about SummerSlam. Very excited about SummerSlam. Um, SummerSlam was the day of my birthday And it was a very enjoyable pay-per-view. It was also a very, um, very interesting pay-per-view as we talk about for two hours. But, um, yeah, I just hope you enjoy it and enjoy your week. I hope you've enjoyed your week so far and enjoy your weekend. So, yeah, anyways, let's get into this. Let's get into this show. I don't know if I said that loud enough sorry i'm in a quiet room right now and i'm not used to being in a quiet room while i'm filming this So, anyways let's go hey what's up not too much um well um as you can see in the title we are going to be doing Money. Wait, not money. 2022 results, and you know our preview, our reactions, and um, our you know ratings, match ratings, etc. Before we even get into it, how do you think the build to this pay per view was? Um.
1: I think that, um, I think it was decent with the, the span of weeks that they started at this. Uh, I mean, I feel like SummerSlam was, even though other stuff was going on, SummerSlam started being built and built up to since like before Money in the Bank. So they had a decent amount of time. Um, some of the stuff, that was kind of thrown not thrown in last minute, but like obviously the battle royal didn't have much build to it because it's just simply a battle royal, but other things um were built up more, other things were built up less
0: just how how it goes yeah i I'd have to agree with you um. I honestly, I find it wild that, uh, I guess, you know, this is the biggest, second biggest pay-per-view of the year, uh, SummerSlam. Sometimes it's, there has been times where SummerSlam has been better than Mania. The last few years hasn't been close to Mania, but last year was honestly probably the perfect uh, SummerSlam. And 2020... Uh, 2021 and 2022, I would say, really built up the, you know, SummerSlam being the second biggest event of the year, being part of the big four. Usually, Money in the Bank has some dream matches. Survivor Series has some dream matches. So, you know, SummerSlam is moving back up to its prestige, and this show had a lot to build up to, and we're going to see if it lived up to all that hype. And You know, the first match was Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Uh, I know you were hyped about this one, probably. Uh, I feel like everybody might have been, to an extent, just to... After seeing what they did at Money in the Bank and Royal Rumble, I thought this match was... I thought this match was pretty good. They They got 18 minutes worth of time. They gave Ricochet... Eight, I don't think he's gotten nearly as much time since maybe... Even in NXT, I doubt he had 18 minutes. So I don't think Ricochet has ever had 18 minutes uh, in a singles match at any pay-per-view in his whole career. I thought that they're pushing Ricochet for sure. I saw a USA, uh, USA Network. I saw a post where it was him, Becky Lynch... Cody Rhodes and I believe uh it might have been someone else. I believe someone else. And it was like saying watch Raw. So I know they're definitely gonna be pushing him as one of the primary people on Raw, top baby faces. So I thought this match overall was pretty good. What's your takes on this match? And um.
1: I honestly in in prediction I want I really wanted I wanted I predicted the Logan but I wanted Ricochet just because I wanted him to feel that that big pay-per-view win kind of feel and get his moment but I was like hmm but then I was thinking I love Ricochet but Logan has been losing his last couple of matches. He he has been impressive, but they haven't given him a win. And he won against Miz at last SummerSlam. So I was thinking the probability of Logan being put being put over at SummerSlam in a big event sh- showcasing his talents and showcasing that he is a serious competitor in WWE is Highly more likely than them putting Ricochet over for this event, and I was right. <laughs> um, and so, just like I, I think WWE made the right call with giving
0: Logan the win, and now he's two and zero at SummerSlam. So you're right, and they made him look very strong in this too. This wasn't like him losing cleanly. They got a random guy. Uh, to Pay you know, give him brass knucks, uh, you know one shot. So so that's that that's saying a lot about what their plans for Ricochet is, and this feud cannot be over. Samantha Irvin had to uh, you know Ricochet's ring announcer, Ricochet's uh, fiance had to announce this, and she's a big part in this whole feud. Ricochet honestly should have been pissed. I honestly should. And uh, obviously, I'm not going to be talking much about Raw at all. But I, I'm just saying, I heard them say this on Busted Open. Uh, I, he should have came out on Raw, and he should have said, I'm not leaving this ring till Logan Paul comes. They have to take him out. Honestly, as a man, if someone does that like to your woman, says these comments, then stuff like like you should be pissed. So honestly, I hope Ricochet does get, you know, Logan Paul gets his comeuppance in this. Obviously, Logan Paul needed this win. He's lost to Seth Roman. Um, he's lost a lot of big matches. So, yeah. Got to keep him looking like a top star. I don't know who. The only guy I can think of Logan going for next after the Ricochet feud is over, which I hope this feud is not over, is probably LA Knight, which uh, we will be getting into later. But uh what would you rate this match? I would probably rate it uh maybe uh I, I think this match is gonna be remembered. For sure. Uh was it SummerSlam level? I think so. So I would say four stars for me.
1: Hmm. I think I think it will be. Rem- I'm gonna say three point five, only because I think it will be remembered. But like in the course of Logan won two SummerSlams back to back. If he wins a third. If he wins his next SummerSlam match and he starts a SummerSlam streak, I think it will be remembered that way. In the in ten to fifteen years remembered, I don't know how probable
0: that is. Yeah, I agree with you there. I don't. That's why I didn't give it any more than four. I think it being a Logan pause, I don't know. I just can't imagine certain clips being used. I can't imagine going back to see this match. Probably, but yeah, that's a fair.
1: So uh, yeah, I would say I would say three point five. I loved Logan's athleticism. He's really improved in the in the years that he's been here. Um, he's showing him like I I've said this numerous times, but if anyone is hating and disrespecting on Logan at this point. It's just because they just want to hate Logan. I like you you can't deny his athletic ability. I respect that the heck out of him. I like him as a heel. I think he's a good he he's naturally he's naturally good on the mic.
0: He's naturally <laughs>
1: athletic. He's what everyone, like, he's what everyone who wishes they can do what he can do naturally, he can just come in and do it. And the fact that he got to do it, him and Ricochet's high flying ability got a lot of spots, and they got to do an incredible match was – Really cool. I agree with you. I don't think this is over. I think this will um, simmer into – this may simmer over into payback or because Logan, he may not do payback, but he might do a a bigger event down the line and him and Ricochet will
0: go back at it. But In my opinion, you know how he's having that boxing match? What, September, August? I mean, not August. Uh, I think September, October, something like that. Ricochet better be there, and whether it's him and them having, like, one of those little break-up-apart fights, that would be perfect for Ricochet and this feud, because Ricochet should be very pissed right now. Definitely, and, I like, with, um,
1: not to bring, um, just a little, it was just a little thing, but, uh, with Roxanne Perez, Blair Davenport, uh, leading up into their match, uh, their weapons Wilds match at great American bash. Um, they did uh, Roxanne attacking Blair in a convenience store. They had a little like pull apart fight at a convention uh, in town at the time. So with NXT, they're starting to do more like realistic outside events where it's like, no, you guys don't like each other. And bring that over into like real world events, um, and real world things. If they can do that with Logan and Ricochet, that would, and them starting to do um, outside of WWE uh, feuding, that would enhance storytelling in WWE's part. They're already doing it in NXT. They just kind of need to bring it over to WWE storylines.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think. I would love for Logan to go to, uh, I mean, you know, Ricochet to go to the whole boxing match. And I would love for whether it's like Logan vlogging or something, uh, them bumping to each other something, altercation happen. It it would make sense. Um, And I think WWE has already done well, you know, with the whole uh, him on Impulsive talking about, it's Ricochet's fault. The botch happened. Whatever. I don't. Bl- I believe that was all the work. I believe that was all part of, kind of like how the Pat McAfee uh, Adam Cole thing was. So, yeah. But um, moving yes. off uh, Logan Paul and Ricochet, Cody Rhodes defeated Brock Lesnar in seventeen minutes and twenty nine seconds. Um. Wow, man. I don't know if I can say it. Uh, I'll probably think, of, I'll probably answer this question at the end of the night. But, uh, I mean, the end of the podcast. But, um, a lot of people are saying, "Is the, I mean, this match has to be match of the night. This or Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins is match of the night. I honestly, am, I'm going to have to think about it throughout this podcast to kind of get the memory back from it. But, uh. I think this could be match of the night. The story it told was perfect. They didn't need a bunch of flashy moves for it either. And this continuously proves that... uh, That Roman Reigns losing at Mania was the right call. I mean, not Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes losing Mm at WrestleMania was the right call. So I think... It shows because he's building himself more than him beating Roman. If he be if he beat Roman at uh, let's see Mania, I don't know how his title run would have went right now with with so little to talk about, so little obstacles. Because once he does win that title, uh, whether it's Roman or whoever it is, he's going to uh, have story to tell. I defeated Brock. I defeated this. I did that all to get to this moment and it makes it so much better. I think this match, you know, I'll, I'll let you, uh, give any initial thoughts before I give my rating. But, uh, what would you have to say about this match? I, it, I, I
1: really like. I really enjoyed the match. I really liked how in the beginning, um, it was more Brock. Brock was dominating, and then slowly um, slowly as it went on, Cody gained traction and momentum, and it, it slowly turned over to Cody. Um, my, my
0: favorite part, like the match was incredible. My favorite part was the handshake at the end. That's the part that put the uh... – Cherry on the top, in my opinion, made the If that part didn't happen, I wouldn't even say it would be match of the night. But that moment, that's going to be a moment remembered, you know, in history. That's why I got to give this match five stars. Just because this, that moment, unscripted, definitely is going to be remembered forever. And it shows that, you know, that's the passing of the torch moment. It's just like Brock. Brock's like, okay, kid. You're good. Yeah, and I, it shows you Brock, really does. You know Brock. If this is unscripted, as uh, genuinely, Brock, um, Brock does. You know, love this stuff. Like he loves going. He loved this whole feud with Cody. So I, I uh, when Brock cares, you know it's going to be good. Uh, I, I, uh, I think, you know how Undertaker got WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels got Mania. I think think Brock Lesnar has SummerSlam. He's made so many moments at SummerSlam. Every year, it seems like. I don't think he's missed a SummerSlam in the last 10 years. Every single year, he makes a memorable moment. And this is another one. Everything about this is perfect. Uh, What would you rate it?
1: I believe if I'm not mistaken I'm del- I'm checking right now to make sure I'm not but um this was also before um while I'm checking this this is a small thing what how do you feel about Cody and Brock being placed second in, on the card
0: I I thought uh I thought this match for Brock Lesnar match you would think either first, second to last, or last. So seeing it second is kind of odd. Uh, you would think the Battle Royal would be second, um, but I think I think Brock Lesnar probably wanted to get over with, like he's done a few times. You remember uh, mm. Seth versus Brock being first at WrestleMania. You know, thirty five, I believe. So I, I, I could see that being the case. I don't know, but how did, do you think it uh, degraded the match or
1: did anything? I like they, the the talent and caliber of the match itself. Like to me, and I like I said this to I said this to KP. It, nothing against Logan and Ricochet, but like. That was the opener, but to me, Logan and Ricochet felt like a not in a not in an insulting way. Felt like a pre-show match, um, and Brock like Brock and Cody felt like the real opener of the show. Just to me, I don't know if any if you did too. It, and it's nothing against Logan and Ricochet and their ability or anything like that, but it's just like when you have. Brock Lesnar and Cody as second. It's like this is this is like the true opener of the show. Like, Ricochet and Logan got the crowd warmed up for Cody
0: and Brock. Yeah, I get that. I I do get that. Uh, and, but yeah, I, I do think. Because usually they have the more high-flying match, the stuff to get the crowd into it. Then they get to the storytelling, st- uh, storytelling matches. And yeah. that's what they did here. I, I, you know, I probably, you know, uh, pre-show. I don't know if I'd say that, but I, I would say I not understand for, where no, you're going. Pre-shows.
1: Yeah, pre-shows to me is, I like, that was, that's, yeah, that was for me that was a little harsh. Um it, I didn't mean pre show, I just meant like in official opener terms. To Logan and Ricochet didn't feel like an opener to me. It felt like the warm up for the opener.
0: Not but not pre show, definitely not. Yeah, I understand. Um I understand how it could be you know, seeing that way, it wasn't like this match was, I don't know, it was 18 minutes. So that's yeah. a lot of time. I didn't even know how long it was until I just looked it up. I really thought it was a lot shorter. Yeah. 18
1: uh, that, is a solid, solid, um, 18 is a solid match. Um, I found what I was looking for also. So in, in 20 uh 2019. Uh, it, it was 2019 was the last summer slam for Brock before the last two. He put Seth over. Seth won Brock lost. Yes. 20 2021 Roman won, or 2022 Roman won. Brock put Roman over and then now Brock put Cody over. The past three Summerslams Brock has been a part of, he's put someone over. That's what I was trying to get to.
0: Uh, Summerslam 2018, didn't he put Roman over? Uh, 2017, I, be- I believe 2018. Let me check. He's put a lot of people over at Summerslam, that's for sure. Yes, that's
1: that's for sure. Uh, I was just trying to get to the Seth because I know Seth was the most recent um, of time.
0: 2018. Yeah, just checked it. He did. Because Braun Strowman was teasing a cash in. That's right. He did put Roman over. I wonder how long this thing goes. Just brought Lesnar every year. Brought Lesnar defeated Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. And Samoa Joe at 2017 uh, SummerSlam.
1: So that he retained. So that he didn't put some people that. Uh, hey, he's a had a, yeah, but that was that I think was during his long Universal Championship reign.
0: Yeah, and he killed Randy Orton at uh, 2016.
1: So he he went from the last the past couple of Summer Slams from
0: 16. Yeah, I believe 2015 was Taker. I might be wrong, but uh, he's he's put over. Uh, this is fifth person playing over maybe. 2018,
1: 2019, yeah. It was uh, it was taker, 15.
0: Yeah. And 14, I think he put. I think mm-hmm. it was Cena. It was
1: either C- 2013. Oh 40. no, wait, Brock Cena at SummerSlam in 2014. That's right. Yep. So Brock's been up and down, but for the past couple SummerSlams that he's been a part of, he, he's been putting talent over, and I'm here for it because. <laughs> Brock's getting to the age where it's just like, I have nothing that's left to prove. So, yeah, I say say five-star.
0: Plain and simple. Yep. And uh, the thing about him is no matter how many he's lost or won, you remember a moment every single year, it seems like. 20 uh 2017 uh, great match Samoa Joe Roman etc then there's 20 uh 2018 where you didn't remember it for the good reasons Braun Strum is cashing 20 not, fake cashing 2019 that was kind of the certification of Seth Rollins that he's going to be a top guy even though he was a top guy this is the big storyline 2020 every year you know I don't think he wrestled in 2020 Mm. yeah I don't think so but anyways uh, you get the point he's definitely Mr. SummerSlam if there is any and that's where I was getting at do you think it was wise for the next match to be a battle royal or do you think this should have been the second match because you can't follow up that wait wait did you rate the match yeah
1: I did I said five stars So, so here here was my thought and KP agreed with me I thought that Cody and Brock should have been my my thought of where the slot of the match should be was in between, right between Gun- Gunter and McIntyre and Rollins and Finn, right there. The in between of that, so you have a like a. A build of match, match to match to match build of good matches to lead up to the finale of the show. Um, but it it is kind of unfair for the battle royal to have been aft following Cody and Brock because just like there's. Not too many. One of the later matches on the card could have followed it. None of the matches, uh, none of the matches it was surrounded by could have followed it. And they didn't follow it.
0: At least in my opinion. You're not wrong. I I think this match should have probably. I understand why Logan Paul was first because Logan Paul had to get to his brother's fight or whatever. Uh I think if not that happened, that should have been the first match. Brock versus and then Ricochet versus Logan after, but Yeah, I don't I don't think
1: Logan if, if he didn't have to leave, I don't think it would have been any later. I think it would have been right after um I think Cody and Brock would happen because Brock is known for if he's not the main event, he's usually the first on the card. So I mean, I guess Brock and Cody n- now looking at it second isn't that wild because Brock is usually first if he if he can be. This I could, this instance he just couldn't be, but he was second, so it kind of fits. Anyway, yeah. With respect to that, but uh, battle royale.
0: Yep, battle royale. Um. So, I think we all knew. Um battle royal summit? so this was all made for la Knight, pretty much i'm assuming yeah that yeah i, I don't like... necessarily I don't, I don't know if i'd say made for him but i whatever because this i heard was the biggest sponsorship in wrestling history more money went into this than any other match so i believe promotion wise in pro wrestling so but i still think it was made for him uh I don't understand why don't they don't just like for certain matches just put like a logo in the ring or something. I don't know, but uh, I, I I love battle royals. A lot of people hate battle royals. They, battle royals have been around before Royal Rumbles, I believe. I'm I
1: like, love battle royals so much. There, there can be a lot of a lot of stars are made in in battle royals.
0: I I think battle royals. It depends also how you do it. Like I mean. In my opinion, i all just the uh, common interest of who's getting eliminated first and who's getting eliminated last always piques me. Uh, piques my eye. Like I interest, and it's just I. Uh, I love number one contendership battle royals. I think I don't know if they could be pay per views. I don't know if it's good to have them on pay per views. I just think. Uh, and even if there was a like a world heavyweight championship. Uh. Battle Royal, but that should only be for, like, you know... I remember in 2019, them having, like, a Battle Royal Randy Orton Dolph Ziggler, former World Heavyweight Champions only, or Big Stars, and I think you could... And it was the main event of Raw, and it was pretty crazy. So, I think stuff like that is really... It it depends how you book it, who's in it, and, yeah. But, realistically, Mm -hmm. realistically, this, uh, well, not realistically, technically, this match had uh, Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes' first WWE pay per view appearance, Apollo Crews' uh, pay per view return, JD McDonough's first pay per view appearance. It had a lot of people in it, uh, and I guess it's a good payday for them. I think the Andre Giant Battle royale, by the way, was a really cool thing. I-, I think Battle Royals overall are pretty cool when they're, you know, it, it depends how they're used. Um, they're, I don't like pointless battle royals. Battle royals for nothing is stupid. I think battle royals when done uh, in a prestigious matter could be really cool. So I think LA night winning this, let's see how many minutes this match got. 12 minutes and 46 seconds. This match got basically 13 minutes. Uh, and there's a there's a pretty good amount of stars in this. Sheamus, uh, L.A. Knight, obviously, A.J. Styles. There's, you know, the United States champion, Austin Theory. There's Karrion Cross, I guess. Shinsuke Nakamura, Tommaso Ciampa, Miz. There, there's some big uh, players in this. I don't know how to rate a battle royal, though. I'm going to say this is a three and a half. You know, I'll, I'll say it was a pretty good battle royal. I'll say three and a half star. I think this may be, and I may be wrong. I think this may be the start of the LA Night push. Like the definitive moment that we talk about with, uh, We talk about the king of the ring, Stone Cold. We talk about The Rock turning on Nation of Domination or joining Nation of Domination, uh, which is his definitive moment. All of them have, you know, Hollywood Hulk Hogan turning uh, on his team for NWO. We all have these moments that uh, we identify as, you know, with the big stars. So I think this could be that moment, him winning the Battle Royal. Ever since that, he's been a top star. I think that could be it. It might not be, but I think having it at a SummerSlam I think that that could be it. And LA Knight's first SummerSlam, I believe. So yeah. Big win. I think uh I think it was pretty entertaining overall. They did have uh, <laughs> Apollo crew oh yeah, Almost returned. Almost. And almost, I don't know. Like I understand he's being part time. He's an attraction only on the big shows, but they gotta have him on TV at least at some shows, like once every few months or something, like. Cause man, it what what it's been since Mania, maybe no, uh, Puerto Rico, a backlash since we saw him, which is almost like three or four months. So yeah, but. He eliminated Apollo Crews and J.D. McDonough uh, in one minute and 30 seconds, one minute and 44 seconds. Uh, But, yeah, at the end, it was L.A. Knight and Sheamus, and L.A. Knight defeated, you know, eliminated Sheamus. So, yeah, I I thought I would rate that three and a half. What would you rate this? Any thoughts? So, first of
1: all, this this just shows I don't really uh, wait, wait anymore. I when when I saw that Olmos is the surprise entrant, I was just like, "Okay, how is this a surprise?" <laughs> yeah. I just I, I I just didn't like I was like, isn't he on weekly television? Like I guess I guess not. That just shows my knowledge. Um, or my lack of knowledge. But I I thought it was a, uh, awesome. Cool. cool good for you. Not this big like, oh my goodness, almost returned. It's just like uh right.
0: cool. <laughs> People really thought that was going to be, uh, what was it, Randy Orton or Bobby Roode? They thought it was going to be a return for those people. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, I honestly, just my opinion, if I'm going to do one of those battle warriors, might as well make some moment. You know how you always have the WrestleMania return? Why not put some legend in there? Sneak one in. We had one in the Andre a few years ago. We had Tonka, uh We had DDP. I think would be pretty entertaining. I I I like
1: the the thought of Rude and Orton crossed my mind, but I thought it was highly doubt doubtful. Like it's just like if they're returning, it's not going to be in a battle royal. Randy Especially Orton, the Slim see,
0: yeah. Uh, if Randy Orton and Bobby Roode won it, Randy Orton, yeah. I – the reason I thought Randy Oaken was a returning, like if he was going to do this battle royal, I think he has to win it. He's not going to come in and LA Knight still win. So if we want LA Knight, the fans probably will I don't know. I don't know if fans would boo him over LA Knight, but uh yeah, I, I think yeah. Yeah, I think I think it would it would end up being something like that. But uh if we got Robert Roode He's definitely losing the Battle Royale and losing pretty much all steam. I so either one wouldn't make any sense. The only way Randy Orton would have made sense probably is coming back and RKOing Roman Reigns at the end. That'd probably be the only thing I could see happen for Randy Orton return. Um but yeah. We didn't get any of that. Um but I was <laughs>
1: thinking I was thinking either legend or NXT talent. Those are my two thoughts.
0: I yeah, they should have put some NXT talent in there. Maybe Wesley. Maybe even put uh, Kofi Kingston return Monday Night Raw. Why not put Kofi in there?
1: Yeah, I, I I was thinking I was thinking who could benefit? who could not win the Rumble or Rumble Battle Royal but have a good showing. I was thinking Lee, I was thinking Hayes. I just uh, there's a lot of people that I was thinking where it they could be a showcase of who they are for the uh, pay per view crowd who doesn't really know NXT people, um, but yeah, I I I thought that this I thought that the battle royal was fun. I, I enjoyed the small Waller and Maze team up. I think that's an interesting concept to possibly go with, not for a serious thing, or maybe a serious thing. I don't know. Um, I mean, a brand
0: split's pretty much dead at this point, right?
1: Yeah. It never lasts long. I always look to the first week after the draft, and basically the first week after the draft, the, the first show, two shows after the draft, Rhea had the Raw title on SmackDown and Bianca had the SmackDown title on Raw or vice versa, whichever one it was. Then they eliminated the Raw and SmackDown the titles and just got new titles. And so it's just like, okay, so this whole thing didn't even matter. Gotcha. It never usually does. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I, I'm, I'm really glad Knight won. If Knight didn't win this, I was seriously going to be like WWE. I don't know what you're doing, but I, and I'm losing trust in you at this point. Cause if you, you're not stupid, you're not going to not give him, you know, how over he is with the crowd. You're not going to just let that slide. Hopefully. If you do, I'm going to be really mad at you because you've messed a lot of things up in the past. Just don't mess up Knight. And if Knight would have lost and they would have put Sheamus or AJ over, Sheamus would have been a cool win, but the fans would have booed it and AJ would have been a cool win. Fans would have booed it. If anybody else won that battle role except for Knight, they would have been booed out the building.
0: Definitely, and I could see it even being in the main event. Just booze, uh, like I could imagine them chanting that during the main event, yeah, or something. L A night, I, I feel like uh, L A night. I don't know uh, specifically what about him, but I think fans they they are highly behind him can't mess him up. He's organically over. He has the look. His finisher is pretty cool. He has the mic skills. I think he's a star. I uh, think he has a lot of potential with it. Uh, He's not horrible in the ring, as people are trying to say he is. Uh, But yeah. Besides that, uh, I thought... uh, wait, Wait, do you rate this match? I'll give it three and a half. Or three. Yeah, three and a half. What the heck? Next up Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Ronda Rousey in an MM, MMA rules match. Um, Seven minutes and 26 seconds. I don't know. Uh, So there's a lot of people posted bathroom break. uh, A lot of bad about this match. I think. Oh, I think even if this match was anything else than it was that night, people are probably going to hate it just because it's Ronda Rousey. I didn't think. I thought the match was not boring, but confusing, in my opinion.
1: I... <laughs> Me and KP had so many problems with this match.
0: <laughs> I want to hear it. So
1: I just. So,
0: the,
1: the, the idea of MMA rules to me is fascinating. Trying to bring a, the, uh, the idea of MMA, because I'm a huge fan of UFC, and so are KP, and so are a lot of us are, around EWO. We all have some tie to UFC that we find appealing, or MMA um and the fact that you had two mma fighters doing an mma rules match was the the idea was there it like it had the idea to be good but when they got out there and started doing the match i was just like are y'all serious you two look like you're cosplaying ufc fighters with you like, y'all look like WWE superstars trying to cosplay and and think you can do MMA when you can't, and that was a frustrating thing. Both of them, Ronda and Shayna Baszler, are high highly competitive top MMA athletes. or not, maybe not Shayna, but Ronda. They have the background in in MMA, they both had, UFC. Uh, yeah, both in UFC both in UFC, they have the MMA background, and I was just like, this is like WWE trying to do UFC. And it just, it came, the punches, the, the how it was all executed, it just looked foolish. So, continue. Like, the punches, like, and I get it. You can only do so much in in WWE. You can't look make it completely look like a UFC fight. I get that. That's not the point. The point is for two WWE superstars to have a match that similarly, um, similar that is similar to MMA. But I I was just like, I I was telling KP. You know, you really know what they should have done with these two if they really wanted to get the MMA feel and just let them go. Have them fight in a fight pit. That's all they had to do. Just fight pit. It's MMA rules. It's submission and knockout only.
0: You're right. Fight pit, uh... Yeah, it was that simple for putting in the five pit uh, <laughs> Or there's different things they could have done here. I don't I think especially since in the Ever UFC's basically it's almost like a merge. You you kinda have you would think it would just be a little bit more interesting with the merge and stuff. I applaud WWE though for trying something out. It didn't stick, didn't work. Uh but good trying out, but at this point i think uh if wwe learns from this or doesn't uh that's up to them but you cannot you cannot uh make wrestling look i, I mean i guess you can i've seen it in japan happen uh but you can't make shoot wrestling you you can't just uh you can't make a f- scripted sport Look like a real UFC fight, it's just not going to work. If they were doing crazy blows like stomping on each other, that'd be different. But make that in a WWE match that make it pretend it's like a shoot. They had black eyes, they had different things like that. Uh, Monday Night Raw, so you would think, uh, you know, there was some realness to it, obviously, there wasn't probably, but just don't try imitating a different sport. This is pro wrestling. We don't come to see MMA just like we don't come to see singers perform. So, I think, um, yeah, I just I, don't think it was the best idea, but I hope they learned from it.
1: I, the, All I have to say about this, and I've said a lot, my final thoughts are it was a good concept because I really liked the idea of I really like the idea of MMA rules uh, basically, which is um, in what I learned from honestly, MMA rules. I didn't like, this isn't the first time I've heard about it. They actually have the concept idea in um, my rise for 2k 23, which in that in the game, you it's submission and knockout only. You're not allowed to, to go up on the top rope, and it's uh, no ring out, like no ring escape. You're not allowed to leave the ring, as it you as it normally as you do in a video game. This they're allowed ring out. Ring outs were allowed because um, it's kind of hard to stop them from going outside. And it's just like, I, I, I get the idea. The idea is fascinating to me. But I do also agree with you in the case where when you have two MMA fight two people who have backgrounds in M- MMA fighting under scripted WWE rules, it, it doesn't work. You either You either have them in a normal WWE match or you let them do what they do best. Those are your only two options.
0: If you're an MMA person or a boxer and you're going to pro wrestling, a lot of the punches are going to look very horrible already because you can legitimately accidentally knock out somebody if those shots connect. You saw it with uh, Braun Strowman versus that one guy. uh, Tyson Fury. You saw it with him. How... The punches look pretty bad. You saw with Jake Paul, uh, Logan Paul, I believe his punches are okay, but uh, because he's done intense training, so you trying to make it look even more real than what your normal punches will look like. I don't know. It it just doesn't make sense in general. It's,
1: It's it's like go out there and make it look like an MMA fight, but don't actually do, don't actually hit each other. Just make it look like an MMA fight. It's like... Um... Excuse me, sir. That is going to look horrible in execution
0: on camera. It... It definitely... And... It's almost asking for... I... I... Along with, um...
1: Uh... Pro wrestling... Uh... Because we both follow him, I was reading some of his after SummerSlam and um, some of his thoughts, and he's like, he 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 watched it. He watched the SummerSlam, and then he thought he he gave Rhonda and and Shayna a second watch to see if it was just an in the moment thing where it like. Because in the moment, you have, like, you don't, you, you're you like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Because you're in the hype of the moment. But when you look back and you give a second look at things, the real clarity of what actually was going on, you see it better. And I did the same thing. I took a second look at that match the other day. Um, and I was just like, that... I'm not going to say worst SummerSlam match in the history of SummerSlam because that's a bold statement. (laughs) Very. Very bold statement because I don't know the history of every single thing that happened at SummerSlam, and there could be a lot worse. But for modern era, I would say (sighs) for all that it gave, it could have been a lot better. And it also could have been a
0: lot worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. This is some (sighs) WCW ideas. I mean,
1: I mean, hey, we all, we know, all know Brawl for All tournament. Yep. Uh, That's, that's an era of wrestling that I kind of want to forget, but I can't because I've seen too many, too many episodes of it on Dark Side of the Ring
0: to up something else
1: they have a they have a new episode uh i'm I'm almost done with the um side note. i'm almost done with the fourth season the last episode comes out tonight was their last episode like Vince Russo or something no that was uh bash at the beast two thousand that was last week's episode um oh. the season finale is the world according to Mario Gennetti.
0: Oh, my. Oh, yeah, I saw that.
1: So, uh, a little bit of Marty Jannetty's story um, tonight being aired. So, I'm excited to watch it.
0: See, the things with uh, these type of stories, you know, you got to take a lot of it with a grain of salt and take a lot of it serious because there can be people who are straight-up lying and some people who are straight-up being honest because I've heard JR say some things, you know, off-air saying how they, you know, kind of took away from what the points he was making and he will not go back to Dark Side of Ring or prepare on any more episodes. I've seen stuff like that. Marty Janae, the thing that kind of caught my eye, obviously I'm not going to spend too much time on this, I did hear on the commercial, you know, them talking about how Sean ruined his life or something. Whether that's true or false, I don't know, but it is weird because I did see, uh, obviously that wasn't Marty talking, that was someone else talking. It was weird because I did see. It seemed like, at least from the picture of Marty Jannetty getting baptized in like 2016 by Shawn Michaels, that they were good of friends. But I guess I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah, I just I agree with you. It's just you're you're getting a lot of te- uh, eyewitness testimony about like a lot of things, and it's just like. There's a there's a lot of people that in like especially when it comes to like the Vince Russo and Jim Cornette kind of stuff, it's there's just so many wrestling personalities and like this guy's a liar, no, this guy he's he's lying, he's he's not telling the truth. It's just like a lot of I there's a lot of the in these stories where they're like it's just like I hear I hear you and I like like, I can tell you're being, sin- there are a lot of people I can tell being sincere, but there's just like, there are people who are being sincere, but the stories were just like, I don't know the details, I don't know what truly happened, this happened, that happened. And they give their, they give their accounts and, and everyone's trying to, Telling the accounts of what went de- of what went down with a certain person, but this one says one thing, this guy says another thing. On on the stories where everyone is like pretty unanimous on the story that happened and what went down, the history of it. It's like okay, all of you I believe I can trust all of you because you're all saying pretty much the same thing, but it's the ones where it's just like. Like, you're, you're saying the same thing, but, like, in different ways. So, I, like, I can kind of tell you're more trustworthy eyewitnesses of the events that happen, whereas other people, they'll say this, you know, this guy's lying, this is what truly happened. It's like, I'm just going to take all of you with a grain of salt and find the common denominators in all of what you're saying. Exactly. But exactly. It, it is very fascinating hearing from The different people that's what i love about dark side of the ring hearing from the different people what their thoughts were on the subject of what's going on i'm really glad they made a fourth season i believe they're making a fifth which i'm very i don't know if that's confirmed or not this says this is a season finale for uh, the margin thing. it's a season finale it's not the series finale so, I believe they're going to make a fifth season. Probably
0: so. so. I believe they will. I believe they will, too. Do, you, do, know we, do. do you know Young Rock uh, ended? Huh? Young Rock has been canceled.
1: Oh, yeah. I heard about that.
0: Oh, yeah. What were you saying before?
1: Oh, I'm just, uh, like... Before Dark Side of the Ring, to me, it's just like, oh, yeah, I knew about it. but, but... And you had watched a couple episodes. I didn't really... I, then i started watching it and it's like oh th- like i i actually really like like this and now i've probably rewatched all four or all three i haven't rewatched season 4 um cuz it's it just happened but the last three seasons i probably rewatched multiple times i love it <laughs> and i love diff- getting different like things and that like people stuff, people say that I like never caught on to before, or just like, oh, that's like, oh, I didn't think about it that way, and stuff like that. It's just I don't know. It's just very intriguing to me. Um, I've been thinking about like getting into like the other like kind of series that they have, like, uh, Dark Side of the '90s and Dark Side of like, uh, this that Vice has also done because that also intrigues me. But anyway.
0: Before um you know we go into the other subject I'm pretty curious about this did you um did you see the Cody Rhodes documentary
1: not completely <laughs> <laughs> all right i but i'm i'm trying to finish it i i'm up to the part where I'm up to the part where he, um, the, uh, the dashing Cody Rhodes portion, um, where they were talking, where they're talking about dashing Cody Rhodes. I'm up to that.
0: Uh, all right. I see. A uh, pretty good documentary. I'll, let me know whenever you do this. I, I, so far, I think it's phenomenal. I know it's
1: only going to get better, but I think it's really good. And I haven't even finished it yet.
0: Yeah, it it definitely, certain parts of it are, you know, surprising. But, yeah, definitely um, a good one. But, um, yeah, so after going off of, you know, what we're talking about, the next match will be uh, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. 13 minutes and 43 minutes. Yes, you got that right. Logan Paul and Ricochet was longer than this match, surprisingly.
1: Also uh, two two for the last one.
0: Yeah. Second. It's probably the one the short, it's the shortest one of the shortest matches in the card actually. So crazy. But uh, it was a good match. It's everything it needed to be. I, I think you would agree.
1: I I really like I really
0: um you
1: know, um, what's what's really crazy, um, up and like up to this point, um, I was as the the show was going along, when I when when I got to that this point and Gunter won, I was five and O, oh, prediction wise. I was I was very close to, um. I was looking at this, and I was just like, I was looking at this, and I was just like. This seems too good to be true. I don't think that I'm gonna end this with with the golden prediction tonight, but you'll have to see uh, as the matches. Um, or I'm not gonna do that to you. I or actually, I got I got six and two. I got very close. Six and two.
0: Wait, wait for what? predictions. I got oh. six
1: predictions right and two okay. wrong. And the, the I would... two that I got wrong were the last two, which frustrated me.
0: I was I was like,
1: oh, I was so close!
0: I was in a prediction league, actually. So I don't know what my uh, prediction... I don't know exactly what I put because it does Mondays, uh, Wednesdays. It does every wrestling show, so I don't remember exactly what mine was. But, uh... Hmm. Probably wasn't too. I actually made a prediction up here, and I believe every single one of my predictions were right. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Everyone but the Bianca versus Oscar versus Charlotte match. I probably, I, I believe I got, yeah, every single one but that match. You got seven and one? Yeah. Nice. I, w- I really wish I was in your spot right now. And I want to say this. Actually, I'll I'll say it uh, when we get to that match. But um, Gunther versus Ju, amazing matchup. I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought I don't. I would probably give it four and three quarters. I wouldn't give it a five star. So like, I don't think I'm gonna remember this match. Um, in a while from now. It was a perfect match. I loved how it made both people look very strong. Um, I loved how Gunther doesn't really have a definitive finisher. He usually puts people away with a powerbomb, but he has other moves. He has the clothesline that's put uh, put out Sheamus. Uh, Pete Dunne put out uh, with a splash uh, from the top rope. He's... uh. I, I believe he beat Ricochet with a chop. I be, he beat Riddle with uh, uh, a camel, not a camel clutch. Uh, what is it? A Boston uh,
1: Crab. Oh, that was uh, like an ankle bar.
0: Something. I, be, I thought it was Boston Crab. I may be right. Um, and he's a waste of submission. That's yeah. a um, and he's he, you know, he's beating people with different things and that's my point he's different finishes and that's pretty interesting he used three of his finishing moves, oh yeah, he beat Braun Strowman with well not Braun Strowman, for a while he used that one what was it, Last Symphony or something like that which was basically a power a side slam, pretty much a power slam, side slam Mm. power slam into a side um, side slam but yeah so he's had different finishes and I loved how he used three moves as it to end this match and it was the perfect ending in my opinion because I don't think anyone could have kicked out of that I think I think the one thing reason that I didn't give this five stars is because once it started I just said I just knew for some reason I don't know what it was Gunther's definitely winning. There's no chance Drew has this. Like I, I probably it would be like two percent to ninety eight. Um, I thought Drew was winning. I, I, I don't know what it was about it because I thought it was 50-50 at the beginning. Maybe it was the promo pat, uh, promos they had back and forth. I don't know what it was. But oh, I, I believe I, it. I knew Drew wasn't winning this match. I walked into it with that. I agree, but it went up so much when I actually saw the match. Because when when he first returned that Money in the Bank, I thought, yeah, he's gonna be the one. A few weeks later, through the promos and stuff, I'm like, he's definitely not winning. And yeah, man, I don't know. I really don't know, but I thought. I thought this match performed well. Four and three quarters. What about you? I I would
1: agree. Dude, G- Gunter is going to become the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. He, there's no there's no doubt that he's not passing up Honky Tonk Man's record.
0: And I think that'd be a smart, you know, at least, like just give it to him. There's no reason not to. Honky Tonk Man, I'm sure, had his fun reign. But it was partly comedy. I mean, the whole stick was—he's kind of like Elvis. And he dances and sings. Yeah. So he—he's passed
1: up Macho Man, I believe. At the time of right now, he's if—if he has not already, he's about to pass up Pedro Morales.
0: I believe Macho's the only one. I mean, not Macho. Uh, Honky Tonk Man's the only one in his way. At, so with that being said, Chad Gable uh, tomorrow would uh, what yesterday actually when this is being filmed for two days before I, he would uh, get number one contender shot. do you think Chad Gable is the one to defeat Gunther or should be?
1: It's see here's the, here's the thing. I want Gable to have a good moment. And I want him to win the championship. But at this stage, I think Guter needs to pass the record before he can lose it. And not just, oh, you came very close. And then Gable took it away. No, or Gable like, ended the, the reign and you were, you got very close, but you didn't get it. You no, know, Guter needs to complete beating the record. If if he if like but he needs to beat the record because I he's already so close. Yeah. But Gable also I want him to win a champ a singles championship. And it's just like Gable, it's not
0: your time yet. Come back in a couple months or two months. This is what I was thinking, like I wish he would you know they just build this match a little bit for maybe in a few pay per views from now, then have this match and then have Gable defeat and have his moment defeat Uh Gunter, Uh I because I do think Gable if anyone probably should be the one I think he's the perfect re- uh, wrestler and he needs to he needs to get into the main event picture sooner or later because getting up there I don't think he's getting up there in age I would say. But I do think if you if it's just time to push him the next few years are definitely it because he's not getting any younger and that moment you know can pass you. I just think he's so gifted and I think you can I don't know about build a company off of specifically gable, but I do think he can be a good person up there if not build a company off him someone like Seth Rollins who Is always there, AJ Styles, someone like that. I think he would play a good part, and I think he, you know, Cody Rhodes is the future. I think he should be in the future with him. So, yeah, I think, I think uh, he's doing, he's doing. um... So, so
1: at so at the time of recording this, yep, Gunter is. (laughs) Two one one or two days away from surpassing Pedro. He's very close. Yeah. So I, 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 I agree with you. I think Gable. I, I, bro, really do. Gable needs a push. He, and I do think he, he should become champion and possibly even be the one to dethrone uh, Gunter. But Gunter needs to get his, claim his uh, spot as greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And he hasn't done that yet. So, Gable, you, you'll have your time. It's just not your time yet. <laughs>
0: You're right. Um, I
1: time will come. As much as I love Günther, for them to give it to Gable, days or months away from Guter being the person um, being second greatest intercontinental champion of all time, great accomplishment. But it's just like, oh, Günther's neat. He's, like, he's, he's past uh, Pedro Morales. All he has to do is pass Honky Tonk Man, and then at the next pay per view, Chad Gable beats Gunter for the championship before he can uh, pass Honky Tonk Man's record. It's like WWE—you you brought this man all the way to, to uh, right before the finish line. Just to have someone else pass.
0: What? <laughs> no. You're see, I think if he went, if he he's definitely going to pass it. He has to demolish this record. He has to like at least have one hundred days more than the record. In my opinion, honestly,
1: if if you if you want to if you want Gunter to be be the man to beat it, have him beat it. <laughs> Not just a, a day or two more than the record. No, he needs to beat. The record, even if that means a hundred to two hundred days longer as champion. Yep, I mean, look, look at what he did with the um, WWE slash NXT um, or not WWE slash NXT UK championship. He held on to that sucker for for like what two or three years.
0: Definitely up there.
1: He can do it with the Intercontinental Championship. Everybody just has to let him do what he needs to do. It. Anyway, I, re- I really like this match. It was a solid match, a good group. Also, I have a question for you, and this was ha- this was from me and KP.
0: This is what we were talked-
1: discussing about while this match was happening. Would for for. For front row seats at Wrestlemania, all expenses paid, backstage pass, whatever, the whole the whole nine. would you take five chops from Gunther? Heck yeah. Sam, that me <laughs> if you were just like, it's just like, five, like, it's just like, real, practically, I wouldn't be able to survive one. Let's just be honest here. But if you're, if you're talking about Wrestlemania, from row seats, backstage pass, and like they pay for your trip, oh, I'm, I'm taking five chops from Gunther. Heck yeah.
0: Oh, man. I would do it for 15. I mean, as Wrestlemania tickets, all paid. You know, the plane ticket, everything. I would, I would hold hot, a whole match for Gunther.
1: Possibly. Possibly 10. five five is harsh. Five, ten, I, like I was, I was telling KP, it's like you know, my chest may be in pain. I'll I'll take some Tylenol. Uh, KP said, uh, "Icy hot," or whatever. Just rub that on your chest. Take some Tylenol. My chest's gonna be pain and it's gonna be burning, but but it's just like you, it like it can burn at WrestleMania. We can, it will be fine.
0: Oh yeah, I'll recover by then. Like what? That's- <laughs> Six months, I'll be fine. Um, so, so I, these are straight up chops. Can't put my hands in front of it. Or straight anything. up chops. Yeah, I, I would like, still take it. Um, like, uh, um, like Chris
1: Van Vliet chops. Like straight up. Yeah, I would take it. Um, I, I, I would. I, I know my chest would be
0: bruised and battered by the end, but. It's WrestleMania. As we're on this, three chops from Gunther and one chop from the big show. I would have to take the three chops for Gunther. (sighs) Think about Kofi Kingston and all these people. All these stories of big show chops. Uh yeah,
1: I I heard I heard I heard someone that's just like Walter's chops are nasty, but Big Show forever separated Kofi Kingston's chest. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Exactly. I... If it's... I want to say... I want to say the three, but it's it's one chop from Big Show. I'd be
0: falling on the ground afterwards. He'd be out. But big, I mean, Goonster... That's a
1: large hand. I don't know. What, what, what is it the same, like, stipulation or, like, contingency as, like, what I'm talking about? Or are you or just saying which would I rather do?
0: Like, what do you mean continuously like it's for nothing like you just have to do either one like, the three chops I, I, the I
1: get nothing but pain by the end
0: that's all yeah okay then Gunter
1: if okay. nothing's on the line Gunter
0: I mean I, I could probably walk out the ring if I'm you know three to Gunther I'd be painful but I'll probably get out the ring. Be sure you're nothing. lying on the floor yeah yeah that's ambulance that's a body i mean great kali now now if we're talking one shot
1: from big show for like $1000 big show
0: i would take one i would take any finish, not any i would to take a power bomb for 1 million dollars i mean 1000 just because i don't know how to take it but uh <laughs> I, uh, with all the injuries in the past, heck, I wouldn't. But, uh, great Khali, if I, what about a great Khali brain chop? Man, I wouldn't take that for any amount of money. Great Khali, what? How he does his little, he, he does those brain chops. He just chops and oh. karate chops you.
1: Yeah, my, my, I would have like a migraine and a headache and whatever else you can have for probably, like, a year. Not a year. I mean, that's dramatic, but seriously. I
0: get like cold. A couple months?
1: That, that's going to mess
0: up my head for for quite a bit of time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stories about how painful is certain chops that the great Khali did. They said great Khali are big show chops, the most painful moves ever performed. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I, Sorry. I
1: don't know if I, I. Did I. What did you say for your ranking
0: for this match? Four and three quarters.
1: Yeah, that was mine i I didn't remember if I did the same as you or if I still need to come up one, but it was the same. Anyway, Rollins and, and Balor. Rollins and Balor. Bill- yep. First, oh.
0: Should I say five stars? Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna say five stars. This match was match of in ring wise match of the night, without a doubt. Oh dude
1: uh, dude, my for me, I just just the psychology of the entrances alone with Finn with the seven and the line down his shoulder where the, the shoulder got dislocated. <laughs> And then Rollins with the same uh Tron vest that he wore out, plus like the Tron uh patterning with it on his his pants. the psychology for both of them blew my mind and I was so happy
0: yeah it was. Wait, wait, what was that you said just now? Sorry, I was distracted a little bit. I think I know what you said. I know exactly what you were talking about, but I just heard the last part. So, so, Finn's
1: uh, seven written on his arm with the line down yeah. it where it sure sort of got dislocated. His psychology of that, plus Rollins with the Tron vest and and the pattern, on the Tron pattern on the tie. Okay, yeah. The psychology... Of alluding back to seven years ago, SummerSlam,
0: to yeah, me,
1: was phenomenal.
0: That's what I thought you said. Uh yeah, it was phenomenal. It was the storytelling of this match; it was perfect. I really did like. In all honesty, yeah, I, I couldn't say a main event, but I mean, ish. It, they need to. Uh, I don't know, but this match was very. Very good. Uh, also, eighteen minutes twenty seven seconds. 30, Thirty minutes longer than
1: Logan and Ricochet. Dang. Um. Uh, normally, I don't cuss on. Normally, I try not to cuss, but I'm cussing because of something I thought that really what was really cool that added a little bit to the story. But on Seth Rollins' shoes, on like the heel um lining or whatever. He had seven-year bitch written, written on the shoes on the back of his shoes. And I was just like, every little detail from Rollins has a little bit of meaning to to the story. Oh, just, Rollins is a master of psychology when it comes to ring gear.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't care what people are going to say. Seth Rollins was definitely the hill of this feud. There's oh, no doubt. Lord. Because people, you know, yeah, Finn Balor has been... No, I don't even know what Finn Balor did in this feud that may have made him heal. Like, you can understand every situation. Yeah, this whole seven-year thing doesn't really make sense at all. Because he had a match with uh, him and Miz at Mania. He didn't bring up the, sev- the, the few-year thing then. He didn't bring this up when he had so many chances to do something to Rollins. He didn't do it and decided randomly, now we're in a feud, it's near SummerSlam, so let's do this. But... I do love bringing back that seven-year thing. And I really did. I think almost everyone thought Finn Balor was taking this title away. And, man, uh, they definitely performed amazing. Um, And the psychology, the means of it all, it was all amazing. And when Finn Balor is done with his career – I definitely think he's going to be considered one of the biggest stars who never want to, you know, who's never really, you know, there's some uh, wrestlers uh, who just win a bunch of championships, but I think he's going to be one of those people like Taker who don't need 1,000 championship reigns to be a legend. I think Finn Balor really showed, you know, he, we've seen Finn versus Seth, they, they never miss. But this match was—they really got some time, and I'm—I'm I'm just glad. I'm—I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. When he hit that first pedigree, I was like, the pedigree put a uh, put up a few people, but I think this is gonna be a surprise kickout. Of course it was. But when he hit that when he hit that uh, curb stomp, I said, yeah, there's no, there's no chance of Balor kicking out of that one, Dude. and he did.
1: Dude, I. Can we give appreciation? Or not for... Pre- I don't know. But Damian Priest at the end, his face. He has become a meme in the WWE crowd.
0: <laughs> With
1: that face.
0: Yes. <laughs> He's and- a meme now. Uh. So now that we think who okay. Who was in the right? Who was in the wrong? Do you think Damien Priest I obviously was trying to cheat, but it's I don't know. This whole match, Finn Balor seemed like an absolute baby face here. Well, Balor, Balor, he did and He
1: didn't because when Damien, when Damien, um, when they came out and Damien came upon the ring, ring, um, apron, Balor said to him, "That's Plan B." So, with that knowledge of of Balor saying that, plan A was Balor was to defeat Rollins. If Balor failed, then Damian cashed in, and the the second plan was for Damian to cash in and win the championship, um, in Judgment Day's eyes. So, it's like, they still plan to be underhanded, they just failed completely.
0: Yeah. I think – I thought Finn Balor was winning even with the Judgment Day, and I was thinking Judgment Day was going to turn after. Didn't happen. Seth won, and I'm going to be honest. I Even the crowd, I would say, they were kind of like – they were probably going for Balor too. And they I, got this is awesome chance, everything. I just – who's in the right, who's in the wrong? I, I think
1: it was a miscommunication – I don't think Bauer should blame Damien. I think Damien was trying to be on Bauer's side and it's just there was miscommunication. And well, it was the
0: third time though this time. <sighs> and the thing that makes me confused is like Damien he could have won. Like I mean, uh you know, Finn could have won. Like he didn't need help when they came out. He was fi- he was doing pretty good. In the match. Which
1: which is why it goes back to Finn wanted to beat Rollins, but if he ended up not beating Rollins, then it was going to be Damien. But Damien sliding the bank in the ring made it seem like he was he was trying to help Finn, but he just did it in a poor way. I don't this whole thing is I know I know this whole thing is leading to us Balor leaving Judgment Day at some point. I don't know when, but I Balor's not gonna stay in Judgment Day for very long. I don't think they're gonna kick Damien out. I think Balor's Damon might become the new leader and they might add a person. I don't know. But this we're going Damien versus Finn at some point down the line.
0: Uh-huh.
1: and if and if we don't I don't know what this this could be leading to. I just I I I don't cuz it's just like you're 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 planting seeds of distrust and tension and Finn wants to be champion, Damien wants to be champion. They both want to be world champion. Well, you can't both be world champion. So who's it going to be? Which one? Yep. Nothing breaks up a group faster than, than the greed of a world championship.
0: You're right. Um, and this was my opinion here. I And I don't know what. They could be cooking up something way more better. But, man, I think Finn Balor should have won this match. Judgment Day should have turned on him. I, think, I don't think it should have been at SummerSlam. I think it should have been the night after SummerSlam. And I think that would have, you know, Finn Balor them turning on, uh, just the same way they did on Edge, and Damian Priest is champion. I think Finn Balor as a top babyface on Raw could work definitely right now. But uh, maybe, maybe they're weighing that out for something. I don't know. We'll see. I think this match was really good. What, what did you rate it? I I say five. All right, that's. That's fair. I think this is going to be the match. If a match, if this is WrestleMania or SummerSlam, I don't care. If this match is match of the night, you have to give it five stars, in my opinion. Whether you remember it or not, if it's match of the night on a SummerSlam or Mania, that's a five-star worthy match. But um, Bianca Belair versus Oscar versus Charlotte Flair, 20 minutes, 45 seconds. I didn't even have to see this match. I would already know it's a five star match, which it is a five star match. It is. Um, and I thought that injury was—I really thought that injury was legit. That Bianca Belair scare thing, mm-hmm. when she—I thought she jumped out the ring and landed her knee on the stairs.
1: I was see, like, see this, this, and see this is the one thing I love about WWE. The entire time, me and KP were contemplating whether it was a work or not. The entire time. I thought it was legit. KP thought it was a work.
0: So, okay. So, I guess... Yeah, so... I mean, we still, I mean, I guess we kind of do know it's, you know, it wasn't a work now. I mean, it was a work now. But it could, I mean, see, yeah, and, I think it's still part of the show. See, but. To me, at this, and what we finally
1: got to was, I think that part of, I think that part her knee was partially hurt, like, a little bit, but the way that she sold it made it seem like it was hurt more than it actually was, which is what yeah, it's, it's WWE, as actors, are kind of supposed to do sometimes. Put on your acting boots and make it, make it seem like it, it hurts more than it actually looks. But it's just like, you can't tell me that there was, wasn't a part of her during that match. That there wasn't some sort of like internal injury, even in the smallest bit. That knee had to have been hurting at some point. Or I just like, it's just like, nah, the the whole thing, my knee was 100% fine. No, like 25% of your knee was like, there was 25% pain in your knee. At least that much. Maybe you acted like it was hurt a hundred percent or 90 percent of your knee was aching and hurt maybe
0: you scaled it up but 25 percent of your
1: knee is probably hurt right now
0: yep you're right there you're right and i and like i said this is what i was going to say before right before the ending of this show I mean, not, 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 not right before the end of the show. Right before the show started, I changed my pick from Asuka to Bianca Belair right before. I almost would have lost my whole... Uh, I would have lost my match in the league or whatever. I won just because I chose that last second. I said, you know what? Bianca Belair may join the uh, new... Thing with uh, her husband Angelo and Bobby Lashley, she might turn Hill and join that group. It might happen. I'm not. I don't know, but it could happen. And that reason alone gives it more of a shot than Oscar retaining because Oscar retaining makes less sense than a Hill Bianca being champion. So, especially with the storytelling being told, she didn't turn Hill. But right after EO Sky came, she won the championship. This was our feel-good moment. Dakota Kai came in the ring. They all hugged. I don't know if they're heel or babyface right now, because you're not supposed to be feeling this about Hills. but EO being champion is wild in 2023. On a roster with Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bayley, um, Asuka, and some other top names. EO Sky is your champion. And that's saying a lot about making... Though Triple H... Uh, you know, I said WWE. Though they've had trouble making some female stars. What, Shotzi, EO... EO uh, not EO. Zia uh, Lee, Different uh, wrestlers like that. They've just had sh- struggles with uh, Raquel... You know, there's many stars that they have had trouble creating in the women's division. They are good at creating it when they want to. EO as champion is amazing, and you're gonna get a lot of dream matches with this. I love the finish of the other match, by the way, uh, the triple threat. But yeah, any other thoughts that you haven't said? My my parting thoughts is,
1: you know, you want to know, it's kind of surprising. And I was talking to KP about this too. I was just like, what? "As as much of WWE knowledge as I have, and how I know, I know, I want to say I know WWE and how and like when they do certain spots. Like it's just like I I, I um I know WWE uh, spots pretty well, and I can." most majority of the time see something coming from a mile away when they're setting it up. That being said, Bianca be—I was so focused. And me and KP were so focused on the, on questioning whether or not Bianca Belair was actually hurt or not that when EO's music hit, I was not expecting the cash in. And it's just like, it's just like, and now after it happened, and like her music played, and she cashed in her money in the bank, and she won the match. I was just like, Bianca, B, B, Bianca's knee being hurt—that was setting up for the cash in. I, how could I have not seen this? And I was just like, I should have seen this coming. I should have known. But, but then at the end of the day, I was just like, you know. I'm happy that I, di- I didn't I did see it coming because you need a little bit of surprise every now and then, even if it looks like, even if it's a spot where it's like superstar with the knee hurt, m- money in the bank, you have money in the bank, people in the back, and it's just like, oh, this is obviously going to be a money in the bank cash in spot. And it, it was, and, like, it's it, it's obvious when you see it now in hindsight, but at the moment, in the moment, it's just, like, I didn't see it coming. And as a fan, I'm actually kind of happy right now as, as, in the aftermath of everything that I didn't see it coming. Yep. But I'm, I'm happy with EO being I'm, – I'm happy with EO I didn't, I didn't understand the timing of things I do now, but um, honestly, when, when EO's music hit, K-Power yelled Dakota, and he thought it was Dakota's music, and Dakota was coming, and then he thought it was a a Dakota return, and it's like, oh, Dakota, and I'm just like, he was like, no, wait, that's not Dakota's music, I was like, EO, and he's like, Oh, Eo. I mean we got we popped for EO cashing in. I low key thought like I was like Kyrie Zayn is being rumored to return at some point. I was like, Kyrie and it's like, nope, that's not her music. EO
0: He really Wow.
1: There's so there's so many roller coaster of emotions. Now I know that Kyrie isn't like scheduled until possibly by the end of the year, so I'm looking forward to that whenever she does return to WWE uh, on TV. But I'm excited for her because I miss Kyrie so much.
0: That's fair.
1: But, but yeah, I. I would 100% give this match five stars. It was an awesome triple threat. And even though the, and the moment of the cash-in, even though it was an eight-second, like eight to ten-second add-on of everything going it still added that little bit more to the whole moment. Um, I, I was... I thought Oscar was going to retain. I... I kind of didn't want Bianca to win because because at this point, my thing was 6-0, and and if Oscar would have retained, I would have been 7-0. and And so when Bianca won, I was kind of mad because she ruined my prediction streak. But then I was just like, eh. As long as it's not Charlotte, honestly, at this point, because she doesn't need it. <laughs> Whatever.
0: <laughs> I... That's fair. All
1: right, you said everything you want to, correct? I have. I have. Okay, main
0: event time. Let's go. Okay. Um, we both rated the match. Yeah, five stars. Okay. Man, um, let's get dig into this wild ride. God, this is gonna be a wild one. So, for starters, I – man, th- these are one of the times where I understand the decision, but, man, it hurt. Um, Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns, the Universal – WWE title slash WWE Universal title tribal combat match. Basically – for the undisputed WB championship, and, and that's what's called. Chief
1: of the recognition of tribal chief for the Anahuac family,
0: yeah, and it's thirty-six minutes and four seconds. I'm gonna say, uh, from starters, there is um some confusion for me with this. Why the heck? What what is the point of making this? I know it's for the uh, you know the leader of the tribal chief, but they could have done a little bit better here, man. Like they could have, and this is, I'm before I even get into the Jay and Jimmy situation. They could have at least have some, whether it's like, they should have had family there. Rikishi should have been there. Maybe some of their cousins, maybe somebody should have been watching up there. You know, sure. the elders, Whatever it is. And just something that makes it and, and I was telling my friends this. Jay Uso should have came out there, performed his remember his uh, Samoan little ritual dance thing he did as his entrance? War dance? Yes. He should have done that. He should have had the uh paint but have it like a modified version like black version yeah you know or something like that and uh he should have I would love for that to happen. Uh so we're we're getting this match and just the storytelling will be very much you know better. But I'm sure we're gonna get something like that in the future. So I'm not gonna go too deep into that. But I just think, I just think that that's what it should have been. But uh, going into the match, Roman Reigns obviously won. Overall, it was a pretty good match. A lot of people hated the match, saying Jay Uso didn't perform to a main event level. Yes, he did. Uh, oh, he 100 did. Yeah.
1: Everyone else, who, everyone who doesn't think so, you cannot tell me two people. Going for 36 minutes. Didn't
0: give enough. Get out of here. Yeah. And I I thought... I thought Robert Reigns played his part. I think Samoa... I, a lot of people are wondering what's the point of Sola Sokoa. I was kind of confused why solo, like, I thought this had to be one-on-one, no solo Sokoa because, like, a respect thing, and you know, on Busted Open, they mentioned something, it wouldn't it be cool if Rikishi was front row, saw this happen, shook his head, told the el- elders, he needs, you know, he needs help to win this, that's not of the, you know, so, that I think that would have been pretty cool. He's he needs help to win. That's not what a tribal chief does. But yeah. Solo Sokoa. Um Solo Sokoa came in. He kinda he basically did do nothing. He he basically got beat up by uh you know, we had some near falls, but he got pretty much beat up by uh Jay and but there was that one point where he, the foolish, you know, he was fooled. Um, We're well not fooled, but he was in that position where uh, he was mad at Roman. He was screaming at Roman. And Jay speared him. And Jay and Solo uh, really didn't do anything until he got back up to Jay. So, I... I uh, understand that it's part of the storytelling that they're building for Roman and Solo. So that's going to be in the future. But, uh, yeah. But eventually, we all know what happened. Jey Uso destroys uh, Solo Sokoa, puts him through the announce table. We got uh, Jey Uso, knock out Roman, Uso splash one two, two and a half. then because, um, some masked figure, <laughs> uh, pulls him out the ring last second. I, I, by the way, I, uh, theorized this and then it became kind of more of a theory that people are thinking that wouldn't actually happen, but could, I thought this probably was happening, but I was hoping it didn't happen. I was in denial, but it happened. And he took off his hood it was Jimmy Uso, and in that moment, what was your reaction? Why, <laughs> man? In that moment, I hated that man. Like I was pissed. Like, bro, are you serious? <laughs> Out of all times to be jealous of, jealous for? Come on, man. So I'm, so I'm theorizing. This is a theory that I made up. I'm gonna. I I think I said it to our group chat, and I want to. I want you to know what you think about this theory. He's not joining the bloodline again. He didn't. Roman was surprised. I don't think he's gonna join back with Roman. Yeah. I think that. What if the elders sent Jimmy just for just for this situation? Could is. Jey uso prepared for anything. And that that was what my hair my head was. Was he prepared for anything? The tribal chief's gonna go through a lot of adversity. He has to be ready for anything at any moment, at any time, no matter what it is. Is he ready for his own brother turn against him? That's where I that's what I was thinking. Could that be it? Probably not. I think that would make for a good story though. I think. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was done.
1: Oh, I have a little bit of a different take. Um, of the whole situation, to me, it's like because I, I I am on along with you on the same lines of I don't think Jimmy's gonna go to Roman and, and Solo, because like you pointed out, Roman was surprising. It's just like, Jay's done with Roman and Solo. They didn't fight in the Bloodline Civil War for Jay for Jimmy just to go back. I think they've cut ties, but along. But then I started thinking along this whole storyline when it first started with with Jay and Jay getting the 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 championship, mm-hmm. or not Jay getting the championship. Jay getting the championship opportunity with Roman. Where was Jimmy? Out with an injury. And ever since he's returned, Jimmy gets beat up by Roman and Solo. Jay gets the opportunity. Jay has been the one getting the opportunities, getting the spotlight, while Jimmy gets, what, beat up and sent to the back? And, and like, J- Jay gets everything. Jimmy gets nothing. And to me, I started thinking, it's just like, if I was Jimmy in this entire feud, playing second fiddle to Jay the whole time, I would be fed up. Uh Uh-huh. And so it's just like, because the latest thing we, we saw before Jimmy or Jay got the match with Roman, this SummerSlam match, what happened to Jimmy? He got beat down by Roman and Solo. I I think Jimmy, I think this is going to be, I think this feud, I, like the elders theory is a possible, but I think this is more of, and it would be a good storyline. Maybe it's both. Maybe the elder sent Jimmy. Initially, but Jimmy started taking it's just like, yes, the elders did send me, but but in reality, my mind became clear, and while you've been becoming main event, Jey Uso, I've been living in your shadow, and I get nothing from every single thing we do. You get the the spotlight, you get the attention, you get the glory. I get nothing, and. This grows into it's finally time for Jimmy to have recognition and or test Jay uh, from the elders. It could be both. It, it could, quote, more align with mine, could more align with yours. There is, I just, like I, I said in, in chat or in text, this whole bloodline thing from the very beginning of when Roman became champion even, even, even before, um, in a promo in what was it, 2014 or something, Roman talked about. I'm the head of the table. He said it in a promo in like 2014, way long ago. So Roman's, like we've talked about before, Roman's been building this travel chief head of the table gimmick this entire
0: time. Right, he just right. didn't,
1: he just yeah. didn't have the the character yet, but
0: he's been building it as as we've seen that's what i've been trying to say the last you know few months that th- if you look back at old promas old like it's always been there the story just wasn't out yet like yeah i i think if you look back at old roman 2016 uso's uh baby face bloodline basically there was times where roman seemed pretty selfish like pretty manipulative without actually being manipulative saying you know, acting like he doesn't need the Usos to face uh, AJ Styles and the club, saying he doesn't, you know, stuff like that. Just different things, different comments that, if you look at it now, you'll see it from a whole different lens, that you probably didn't think of before. I, uh, like I, I was telling you about that being my like my original thought or theory that it could be. I don't think that's what my theory. I don't think that's what the theory is. going. I mean, what's going to happen. I I thought of that theory because of him saying like, I did it for the elders or something like that. But that was just me hoping that Jay and Uso. I I was just thinking of a way that the Usos can eventually get back together after a long storyline without, because like at this point, if it's hatred, if it's a blood feud, How would they realistically get back together? Yes, they're family. But my theory of, my my more realistic theory is every single time Jay uh, Jay and Roman face, what has happened every single time? Jimmy. Jimmy has, right before Jay's about to win or something's about to happen between them, Jimmy comes in and, does something. The first time he threw the towel one. The second time
1: um, he stopped the beat down in, hell, in the I Quit match. and Yeah, then he said I quit. Ro- or Roman it led for Jimmy being in the guillotine and forcing Jay to say I quit. Yeah, everything every, yep. single, every single time that Jay's come close, it's Jimmy that stopped him.
0: Yeah, and is Roman a manipulator? Definitely. But was he lying when he said that Jimmy doesn't want to see Jay become the tribal chief. Of course not. I don't think so. I think at this point it confirms it. I think yeah. what Roman was saying was true, but it was from the wrong person. And I think I think it's definitely a jealousy thing. He never wanted to see him become tribal chief because if he's tribal chief, what is Jimmy? You know, what is Jimmy without Jay? What is Jay without Jimmy? There is not one. Thing you know, if Jay's tribal chief, then where does Jimmy lie? So, you know, Jimmy
1: becomes like his left or right hand man at the yeah. at the end of the day.
0: You don't want him to be, and I. It makes sense. I I think I think you can look at it from yeah, they're brothers. Why would he want to be the right hand man of your brother? Uh. I I think. I just don't know if Jimmy's going to become an actual hill or if he's going to become more of a relatable character in this whole feud. I, I, a lot of people said this feud was trash or this was a horrible decision. I don't think so. I, Paul Harris said it hasn't even – it's not even close to the ending. It hasn't even hit its stride yet.
1: I, but like like, I've, like I was trying to say, I've said it to you, to you guys in private, and I'll say it publicly – this feud is SmackDown's money feud. This is the feud where SmackDown is getting its money from. M- majority. It's or pay, not just SmackDown, but, but pay-per-views too. It's like this is the, the pay-per-view SmackDown money draw. It's what keeps you tuning in each each week to SmackDown and to pay-per-views for, to see what's happening next with the bloodline. Where's the turn going to go? And my initial reaction with what Jimmy did, why? But at the same time, as I started thinking about it, it's just like, they're not ready for this feud to end. And they just put another plot twist in the story. And now it's just like, where is it? Where are Jimmy and Jay going to go? What's going to happen with Roma, Roman and Solo? There's so many directions this can go now that's just, I'm here for it. I love this feud. This is my like, a lot of people talk about the, their, um, their, like, Brett and Sean, Rock and Austin, all these kind of, like, great feuds that have happened in, in history. I wasn't there to experience those feuds. I wasn't old enough. But this right now, the whole bloodline thing, greatest feud of the modern era, greatest storyline of the modern era.
0: I've said it last podcast, you, you've said that may have been a bold. You didn't say this, but I know you're probably thinking it. That, that, that could be a bold take, whatever, you know, that I think the bloodline is the greatest storyline of all time. But I think at, up to this point, there's really no argument when you say, is this the, like, yeah, you can say, I don't think this is. But when you're going off money, when you're going off all of that, you really can't argue if that's one of the, if that is the best storyline You know, all time you can think that a different storyline's better, and that's okay. I'm not saying this is the definitive answer, the greatest storyline of all time. But I'm saying it's unarguably that it it's up there.
1: I I I I definitely agree. Is it better than Rock and Austin? I can't say that because I haven't seen the entire Rock and Austin feud. That and that would be unfair for me to take that stance. You know, but. What I can say is, it in terms of history making and what will go down in history, this is on par on par with the feuds of the past, one hundred percent. Even not even of past like that. If you, if you want to go back that far, Cena and Punk, fantastic feud. Uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. There are so many like legendary rivalries and feuds that you can look at yep. I just, that you can look at and you can point out like at this time this was the best at this time this was the best and they and I'm not gonna I'll give credit where credit is due like that's always the case before the next feud comes along and it's like then you look at the next one and it's like This one is better than that one. Overall, all time, bold bold, bold statement. I will say that. But, this whole thing, from what I've seen, from its beginning of conception to where it is now, this is three years going consecutively.
0: And when you go these three years, you go even longer when you think about before this, you think about... Every single person's story. Uh, this goes into El Generico, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. This goes everyone. There is no story, and I I'm gonna stress that I don't. And I I don't think there's argument about this. At least there's not one storyline in history of professional wrestling that has so many layers to it. I know for sure Stone Cold versus Steve Austin. I mean Stone Cold versus Rock didn't. Uh, Whether that is a better, you know, that's opinion. But I think um, even if you say CM Punk versus um, Cena, great feud, legendary feud, legendary matches. I'm not going off my favorites feuds right now. Because if I was going off favorite feuds, I'd probably be like Miz versus Ziggler. But realistically, I don't think that would be on the top 10 greatest feuds of all time, greatest... See, there's not really a feud in this. I'm just saying storyline. Yeah, and and
1: and but that's where I was about to get to my point. Those have been, and and if we want to be fair here, because I was that was leading into my next point. Those were rivalries. This is not, uh, This whole thing isn't a rivalry. This whole thing is a storyline. So storyline's a storyline. There are so many. There have been so many tons of different rivalries inside this storyline, but storyline to storyline, this is the best storyline of all time in the history of WWE. I will say that because of the layers. Point blank.
0: Yeah, this there's. This
1: is the greatest WWE storyline of all time in the history.
0: Come at me! I, I dare you. You're 100 percent right. If you want to go. For there, I and I'm trying my best, and I and I'm not. I wouldn't say this if I if I, if I wasn't like. But I think I'm thinking '80s uh, uh storylines. Sure, they were good. There's some '90s legendary Rufus aggression. Great. There's no feud that comes to so many different stories. It's like decades of stories combined into one. You can go all the way to Alpha and Sika. The whole storyline, the bloodline, the elders. This and who's the main character? Is it Jay Uso? Is it Jimmy Uso? So who's you don't know who the main character is until it's over. It's not even nearly over. I so. I think this I think this is gonna go to
1: WrestleMania forty.
0: I, and, I agree so too. And, and where it goes after that, who knows? Honestly, I'll I'll say it's gonna go till Roman Reigns retires. And I, I think that's this storyline's going to Roman Reigns or the Usos retire. I and I think after the next generation comes Zilla, Fatu. See a Fatu. I don't know. This, uh, but the different the, generations. I think it's going to continue after gen, this generation.
1: On, honestly, with uh, what was it Umaga's son getting into wrestling yeah. now? Zilla, yeah, 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 and there was, there's another one. I mean, Rock, um, Rock's daughter in uh, Schism. We already have her now. She's there. Umaga's son getting into wrestling. It's just this, this the Anawahi family. This, this the this whole Samoan dynasty of just different wrestlers branching off everywhere. Like, it's. It's the greatest – I would go too far whether the people inside of it have had accomplished careers or not. It's the greatest wrestling family of all time.
0: Oh, that's not even debatable at this point. You can say the Hearts, but I – dare I say the Hearts peaked uh, 2000s. And not that the Hearts peaked – like, every single one of the Hearts has amazing in-ring abilities and stuff. But I don't think uh, right now there's a heart out there who's doing significant things right now. Um, there's people. I'm sure there's a heart in the indies who is doing crazy things right now. Natalia's not her career is not winding up, but she's not really doing much right now. Tyson Kid's doing some incredible stuff, not on screen though. Uh, yeah. So I, I um, don't know a better.
1: It's, you know, and it's, and it's like the. Um, I mean, as much as like a lot of the history that's gone into the Von Erich family. Yes, they're 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 still doing wrestling. They're still doing some stuff on Andy's. Von Erick, the Von Erichs have kind of since everything has happened in that family, kind of just like it's it's unfortunate what happened to every single member. But they're still doing stuff on the
0: the the. Indies with um the female who, one, right? There's a a was it a granddaughter? I don't know. I know she was. I think she was. She's. I know she did stuff in TNA a while back. Uh, I think she's. Oh yeah, there's uh, a Von Eric in NWA. Carrie, Carrie Von Eric. I think there is a word. guy and a girl who I don't know. I think the girl's retired. I think the girl's retired. But too. I think the guy. I know the guys. I know, you know, I know, guys I know
1: But anyway. Com- yeah. Comparing families, uh, NOI to Von Eric, there's, it's really no comparison. You can you can put up any wrestling family that's been around, and not just in numbers, but in every single like, there's there's areas of wrestling where you can tie at least something to like it's like <laughs> oh like that. Like, in this area of wrestling, like, that, we had this person and this person tied back to the Anawahi family when you had no idea that they had ties to to them, but they they did. It's just
0: that big. You're right. I'm still confused if Tamina... I mean, I know Tamina's part of it. I don't know... I'm still confused if... So, Naomi's technically part of it. I'm confused if... uh. Nia Jax is part of it. I've heard different things. Yeah, she's part of it. I've heard things that say she isn't. I don't know. And, and you really don't... Certain people, I don't know if they actually are or not. Oh,
1: well, so Along along with family tree-wise, I do believe N- Nia is. She's cousins with The Rock.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Um, I believe she's cousin with The Rock. Um, Naomi would be by, blo- by marriage. Um... Tamina, I don't, I don't, I think she's cousins with Jimmy Snooker, and
0: Jay. Isn't Snuka, Snooker, Jimmy Snuka, are they married into the family? I don't know. Jim is Jimmy Snuka somebody? I, I feel like he's related to, Rocky my view? I don't know. <laughs> he, he might be. Th- this, this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's so
1: many, like, uh, I saw a thing, I think the other day where, Jimmy and Jay were doing an interview. I think you're seeing the same thing. If not, it's I think it's hilarious. Jimmy and Jay were, were, were doing being interviewed, and and they were, I think it was through Chris oh, yeah. I don't 100% know. I can't remember the interviewer's name at this moment. But he was saying, I'll give you a name, and you tell me how you guys are related. And he just, like, like... Like, 80% of their answers that they gave were cousins. And it's just like, yep. Everyone's a cousin, basically.
0: Man. I I remember uh, seeing that video, too. Um, I, man. And it's like i think jimmy's yeah jimmy snook is the uncle of the rock uh by marriage so it goes deeper um honestly is uncle of the rock by marriage so
1: tamina yeah. is niece of the rock is that how that works maybe not i don't know family genetics is a weird
0: topic <clears throat> It depends by the family how close it is. You know, some people might not consider it one, and some people might say, "You know, I've been around you so long; we pretty much are family." So, I mean, at, at that point, you know, you go to all the family stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's not by blood. I don't believe. Yeah.
1: It. So. It, yeah, there like there's there's by blood relation connections to that family, and then there's by marriage connections to that yeah. family. It's just like. Even if it's by marriage, you're still you're not family, but like you've you've made a bond outside of family and you've proven loyalty, so some might consider that even more like a part of the family because you're born into this by blood, but you chose to be a part of this, so you're even more a part of the family because you chose to be in here. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. But um Basically man there what, there's the Rhodes family? I guess the Reynolds family, uh, it would be called. Um, the Rhodes family, they got uh, the Man, They're obvious to the Hart family we talked about. They got different families. They got uh, the McMahon family. Um, I think most legendary has to be the no, um, you know, the whole. What would they do? They actually call it the. So okay, that that makes more confusion. What in kayfabe is it called that? Yeah, the N Y the N Y the, the Yeah, is it called that? Like, do they be saying, uh, Roman Reigns from the N Y family, or are they actually like, is there a kayfabe name? I don't know because well, there's USOs, there's Reigns, there's I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but. <clears throat> But man, definitely number one wrestling family on earth. And I think the storyline, oh. I think the storyline overall is amazing. And the thing that is great about it is I know for a fact if I was 2017, I mean, this was 2017, I'd probably say something like, I'm done watching WWE. I guarantee I probably would. And well, I probably would have said it way earlier to this Roman Reigns feud when I was a kid, but um, this whole Roman Reigns storyline. But uh, yeah, this whole thing. I have to get. I feel like I have to. I'm like obligated to give every bloodline match a five star. So I'm gonna give this a five star. They never miss. Well,
1: I'm 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 looking. Um. But Leati Joseph Joe Anawahi. Robin Rands. Yeah, his actual birth name is Anawahi, so that's not K Fabe. That's legit. Alright. So All right. that's their real Oh my god. You know how before we started this, I I told you I had a minor headache. Yeah. This whole Anawahi thing has now given me a bigger he- headache.
0: <laughs> oh my, like, I know that you know that how that's their actual, but I, I I didn't know if this is what they use on TV or they use something different. Because, how do you explain all the last names? Solo Sekoa, Jimmy Uso, Roman Reigns, like, why isn't there just one who it doesn't matter? It's pro wrestling, but uh, well, <laughs> so you have you
1: have you have Inawahi and you also have Fatu, Fatu which are a part of the same. It just depends on what wh- part of the family tree you're talking about. This is why I said it was, This is why I said the headache is now here because depending on uh, with uh, all the all the the Usos and Rikishi and everybody that side, it's all Fatu. But then you have Roman's side, uh, known uh, Roman's actual last name is in Hawaii, so it's like they're the same thing and the same bloodline but like cousins and mixed together it just all if 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 you're referring to if you say either Fatu or Enauhi you're referring to the same family it's just different parts but then they have solo stakoa which changes name into a different I don't know why they went something along the lines of Uso, but that maybe that was too on. Um, maybe they were too, trying too, to, I don't know,
0: say let's was that was. Get
1: to that, was that was too like no, he he needs to be separate but also a part of. So um, yeah, but,
0: but I would look, say six stars
1: man. for this just yes, because there. of this match and at um. Um where are we ta- wait so go back to money in the bank when we were doing our money in the bank review um if i'm correct we said that money in the bank got like we gave it like eight stars and we said it and we said that if summer the summerslam match did better than the Money in the Bank that we would give the Money in the Bank ten stars, or summer or Summerslam, summer. we would add on more if if it did better than the Money in the Bank tag team match. Do you think it did better?
0: Um. Do I think it did better than um? the the summers wait did the what match
1: so money in the bank bloodline civil war when we were giving our reviews we gave that at least like a a, a 5 for 8 for storyline eight, eight additional stars for storyline but we held back because we didn't know if summerslam was going to blow it out of the water or not we were we were going to give money in the bank the Uh, Bloodline Civil War, a 10 for storyline, but we held back because we didn't know what SummerSlam was going to produce. Now that we know what SummerSlam has produced, does it it deserve that 10 because of storyline that we were going to add on? Or does Money in the Bank deserve the 10 and this deserve the 8?
0: You know what? I will say... Oh. I would say this match was oh, ranked so high mostly because of story. The in Ring stuff is good, of course, but story wise. So, you know, I might give it a little bit higher. Just the Jimmy turn. Uh, because it really got the rest of her turning. Um, I'll give this an 8, actually. Change my mind. This is going to be remembered for sure. I I
1: I think this I think this deserves the 8 star, the 8 star. I think Money in the Bank deserves the 10 star. Money in the Bank that that tag team match, everything was so perfectly done. It just to me it deserves the 10 for story. This one it was good, but I don't think it did it was as impactful as the Bloodline Civil War tag team. Just in all, in general, wise. I'm surprised I remembered back that far.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. I didn't remember it either. I mean, I didn't remember it in general. Not either. I, didn't I, like,
1: I just thought of it now. I was just like, wait a minute. We did I said a thing for Money in the Bank that I remember giving my review and holding my back because... I was anticipating SummerSlam because that the Jimmy versus or the Jay versus Roman was going to come up, and I wanted to hold my complete review for that. I just remember that from the Money in the Bank review. I didn't. I didn't even watch the money. Our didn't even rewatch the Money in the Bank review episode. I just remembered that from just it just came up. Anyway, um, yeah, I've. I'd say that this is is definitely an eight star. It's just where this uh, Bloodline feud goes, or this Bloodline storyline goes, I don't know, but I'm here for it.
0: That has become a common thing in this story. You just don't know what's going, and that's what makes a great story. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. In all honesty... After this whole Brock Lesnar thing with shaking the hands of Cody, I probably would be okay with Cody turning Roman. But I don't know. I just – whatever the case is, whoever takes it, I just want Roman Reigns. I mean, I just want Jay Uso to get – I want Jay Uso to get what he deserves. I want him to – whether it's the championship or not, I want him to get his revenge in a big way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, you have any addition to the show? I would give the show a... It wasn't perfect by any means. Uh, If anything, it felt like a regular pay-per-view. And I want to be honest, I think this is a pretty weak show compared to the more recent pro wrestling pay-per-views. It just felt like an It didn't feel like a (laughs) SummerSlam. I
1: I just, like, Money in the Bank felt more like SummerSlam than SummerSlam actually did. Oh, that's for sure. It's just like, if if this this makes me think just how I don't know if, if it's because of how it was booked, um, but it's like, in, in my eyes, at least for this year, um, you want to. Money, Money in the Bank wants to be con, considered um, Big Five or you had the Big Four pay-per-views and now Money in the Bank is being considered the the fifth spot in the Big Five. This this past Money in the Bank proved itself. Of, yep, you can hang with the Big Boys. Actually, you can outshine the Big Boys uh, um, in, in this case because Money in the Bank outshined SummerSlam and I did not think that was ever going to happen in my thought thought of wrestling, just is just like SummerSlam. Of course, SummerSlam is gonna bl- blow all the some of the smaller pay per views out of the water. Not this time. Money in the bank came to play, and SummerSlam did not. Uh huh. I'm gonna start treating Money in the Bank with more respect from now on. <laughs> Man, I'm-
0: I would. I would rank this show, I would rank this show probably lowest of the year. And that's not saying anything bad because every show has been a a 10 out of 10, I believe, this year.
1: Yeah, it's just like. Or Or close. Yeah, it's just like SummerSlam being ranked low. It's not an insult to SummerSlam. It's just like when, if everybody else is a nine or a 10, and you underperform. You, everyone just did better. It's not that you did worse. Because everyone else did better.
0: Yep. That's the good thing about professional wrestling. Um, if this is the lowest, uh, I just, either even if it was just one surprise, and I don't think you should have a surprise every pay-per-view by any means, but if you have a surprise for Money in the Bank, a surprise for Backlash, a surprise, just constant surprises, you might have, as well have even a little bit, a little surprise at the second biggest show of the year. But I digress. I think the show was good, pretty, Hi. almost great. Seven. Mm, that's fair. I would genuinely give it to the eight. But yeah, I think uh, we've said all we need to say um, as far as about the show. About the matches and what's the next uh, payback? Payback, payback. Uh, September second. All, it's all, all. I have one
1: final thing. I have one final thing to say. It's not about SummerSlam. It. I'm gonna say this tiny thing about about what happened on Raw. Not gonna dig too much into Raw itself. She Shinsuke is heel again, and I just hope that they don't mess it up. 'Cause you can do a lot with this right now.
0: I honestly was crushed when he turned a uh, Hill. Solely. I, I just he he was I just thought he could be a top babyface on Raw. And even if not a top babyface, I just loved his tweener role. You know? He was doing a tweener role where he he hates he, he don't mess with the hills he don't mess with the baby faces. Anyone who gets in his way, yeah, you're, he's gonna knock you out. I like see and I like that too,
1: but at this point with how much crap Shinsuke has been getting recently, and how much slated he's been, it's kind of like you've pushed me to become this. Now get prepared for what it's about to for what's about to come. I think this could be really good if they do it
0: properly. I, I just think Shinsuke is a natural babyface, but I do think he has a potential to be a great hill. Because at the beginning, uh, we got to be uh, honest with ourselves. As much as we hate Hill Shinsuke 2019, 2018, whatever, when he first started his hill run, he everyone loved, everyone loved his hill stuff. Everyone, his uh, – I don't speak English, you know, his whole – uh, changing the theme song, he was the top heel of the company for a little bit, and I think what ruined him is he just kept losing and losing and losing, and nothing changed. He turned I, and nothing changed. I see that's what I think
1: is different about this one. That's why I'm excited about because I see this going a different way, and in such that it's like this isn't this isn't this isn't like funny, gimmicky. Like, like, funny gimmicky Shinsuke. I feel like this could be the Shinsuke of New Japan or New Japan esque. That's just like I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. I wanna. I'm. I wanna get to the top, and I'm gonna beat anyone up that is, stands in my way.
0: And, and I see that because, man, he. He had a match with Bronson freaking Reed, right? Bronson Reed uh, destroyed most of the roster. Uh, He beats Bronson Reed. Right after the match, he says, you know what? I'll sign up for the main event. So, that's why I'm thinking he's not going to be one of these scared heels. So, that's a good thing. I think he's going to and
1: if we can get the Shinsuke of old, the strong style Shinsuke with that Like that heel attitude, it can be really good. You just have to do it properly. And I think they're in the position where they messed up his heel run once. I don't, I think they learn from their mistakes and they're not going to do that a a second time.
0: I agree. Um, I I hope they don't. I hope he beats Seth Rollins. Uh, I, Seth Rollins, if he loses his title to Shinsuke, I think he's had a pretty decent run.
1: I'm uh, I'm I'm prepared for Shinsuke to um beat Rollins. It, I don't know. It, it might not be be immediately at payback, but if Shinsuke loses but keeps that he keeps up the momentum of wanting the championship, him and Rollins could run it back. They could
0: have a decent rivalry or a decent feud going. I think there would be a speech barrier which is unfortunate, especially, like, Americanized wrestling. There's going to be some problems with it, but hopefully they, you know, it's not – see, Shinsuke, uh, man, would not – you know, a few words. He is passable. He's not horrible. Like, he's – yes, he's broken English, but that's almost like a aura with him that kind of makes it cool, unlike how they did with Asuka when they just make her scream random English words. So I think Shinsuke, with the right – character could do something cool or he needs a manager, whatever they do. This him saying, you, you know, him uh, the last few months, I think has been okay. You know, he hasn't been saying much comedy stuff. He's just been saying stuff like small things and it's almost like intimidating. Him, 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 them, Him going back
1: to Japan and like being doing the whole Japan thing Um, and stepping away from WWE now going doing that going back home now leading into what we're seeing right now I think he found who he was again and now it's just taken a little bit of time for that Shinsuke to come back out but I think we might be seeing the Shinsuke that would that went back home
0: coming to life now. And there was things – he made a good point, too. Like, he's not really a villain, but he's a heel. Like, people were getting every – single, every single big match somebody was involved in. Like, whether it – it was a triple threat, Fatal 4, whatever it was, someone else was involved. So, that promo, I loved when he, he yelled at Byron Saxton. I loved that. <laughs> uh, uh, that was good. And that's what I'm talking about—the whole few words, but when he does speak, it's either intimidating or stoic. And that's the good—that's the good thing about Shinsuke on the mic. So yeah, he, right now, him, right now,
1: him and LA Knight are keeping my attention on the RAW. So they're doing their job. What about Judgment Day? <laughs> judgment Day too. Okay. But uh, um, yeah, um, Judgment Day is the. Big one, I'm talking about the kind of like the smaller um, people who don't have t- too much TV time who are now getting cheap. T- I'm not trying to call it LA Knight small time because he's, he's over right now, but it's just like Judgment Day can pull anybody's attention. But can Shinsuke and LA Knight pull attention? LA Knight can, Shinsuke's starting to, and it's just like you, like, they're. That's, what, that's that was all I'm trying to say they're getting they're in the place right now Shinsuke had his heel turn LA night's over with the crowd Judgment Day is doing what Judgment Day is doing there's a lot of stuff going on on Raw that is they're starting to give um TV time to um different talents and and build them up and make them like like you you came for you came for Judgment Day maybe you came for the Judgment Day feud but but Shinsuke and, and LA Knight are making you stay. That's what I meant.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'd say the only thing if male raw is interested in raw right now is probably you know the same things you listed Judgment Day uh, and Shinsuke. I also just I also like. Uh, the cameos. You know, I like the Dominic Mysterio. That's probably my number one thing keeping me on Raw, because Dominic Mysterio puts over people without putting them over. He, his his stuff with Akira Tozawa is top notch. His whole uh, I just love all that type of stuff. But yeah, that's what's keeping me on Raw. But uh, good Raw this week. Seemed like a lot of changes. But yeah, man, we've okay. This is a this is a good podcast. Mm. All right, I'm losing my voice right now. And this, but yeah, I've, I've
1: I've one final thing to say, and it's 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 still weird to me seeing Dominic holding the NXT North American Championship <laughs> on main main roster shows. Like when he came at the money at the SummerSlam pay per view, just and holding the championship, it's just like. That's that's not where the championship is
0: belonged, but it's here because you're holding it. <laughs> I think I think this whole thing with Dominant Mysterio and NXT to feign the title like every few weeks or whatever, and confident because he knows he has a plan to cheat. I enjoy it, you know. Him beating Wesley made Wesley a bigger star, and I don't care. The man made Wesley kick out of a rip tide through an announce table. If he was not doing that before Dominic Mysterio came. So, yeah, yeah. The, the the old um,
1: um, what's the old thing? Um,
0: a rising tide hires all ships, right? It's, it's something like that. And that might be it. I I know what you're getting at, and. Everyone, I, I'm positive everyone knows what you're getting at. So, I, yeah. I agree. And you... Basically, if if people don't understand my
1: metaphor, um, most people do, but if you don't understand it, then Dominic Mysterio being a part of NXT and doing what he's doing is
0: raising up everybody else. That's the point. Yeah, he's Wesley's going after the main event right now. And... um. He's definitely next in line for world championship. And his whole thing right now, him kicking out of a Riptide through a an announce table, I don't think anyone's ever even kicked out of a Riptide. Uh, maybe one or two people. Um, plus a, uh, a title belt to the face after that. That's crazy for NXT talent to kick out. So if you don't think WWE has a plan for Wesley, then you're crazy. Dominic mysterio getting hate right now. Y'all told him go. You need to go back to NXT. You know they kept telling him, right? They kept telling him, "Uh, man, why is he on the main roster? He's green. Go to NXT now." He is, and now he's up there every week, and y'all are complaining. So, I, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the, I'm
1: in the, the, or I'm feeling the, the, not in the same boat you are, but I'm feeling the same way. It's just like. Dominic Dominic should be in NXT. He shouldn't be on the main roster. But now he is, and now people are hating him for being in, in NXT because he's too main roster. It's like, he's a main roster guy. Why is he why is he taking over NXT? It's like Do you not understand what the judgment day is about? They'll take over any friend. They don't care. Exactly.
0: He has <laughs> elevated the title more than the title has ever been elevated. I don't care. I know he it against Sammy freaking Zane. He's defended against uh, another top guy. I forgot the guy's name. I, I forgot, but I know he defended against someone on SmackDown. Um, so, man. Oh, yeah, Pete Dunne. So, he's defended against pretty I, big names. So. I, think, I think that that week um, I saw a thing that
1: said Dominic is the first person to main event Raw, SmackDown, and NXT in the same week.
0: What I did not know about this, yeah. I did not know about. This. That's crazy.
1: Actually. So, so when when he defended it against uh, Dunn, when he defended it against Zayn, and when he, um, that that week or, um, or whatever that that week where he was on every single brand, he main evented every single um show that week, and he's like the first person to do that.
0: People need to give some respect now. I know he's a hill, but, man, that is a lot of work. Yeah, it's just like, I'm just like, just like,
1: wow. It's just like, wait, no one has uh, – well, to be fair, they kind of keeps talent separate, and no one has been on all three shows back to back to back to in the same week. So that's pretty fair that he's the first.
0: It's wild that, like, Roman Reigns back in, during his heyday didn't do that. That's crazy. He was never on the next day Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and
1: it's just I, I'm like I'm kind of like we talked about earlier. I'm kind of sad that it, it it kind of hurts me that they didn't hold to the brand split like different rosters and everything like that. But I'm starting to now kind of like you know you didn't hold to your words. And I didn't think you would, but what we're getting between like different people being able to go over to different brands and um, mix mix uh, the rosters up a bit. Dom is able to be on win the NXT North American Championship, go to Raw, go to NXT, and then go to SmackDown. It's kind of in it, it, it in its way is it Like I wish they were more separate, but right now it's it's flowing pretty well. So,
0: yep. I I hope this is. I don't know. I hope there's an explanation for this. I was thinking maybe there's a wild card rule. I mean, not wild card rule. Maybe there's a little shake up going on. But nope. I just hope that I don't know. I don't think WWE has the budget to do what they did in 2016. I mean, of course it has a budget, but I don't think they will do it. Uh, the whole individual pay-per-view to make both titles seem important and more talent being used. So many talent on SmackDown doing nothing because it's two hours and it's not a lot you can do. So, But yeah, I, I think. I think, I hope that it works out and I hope I know a lot of talents are going to NXT and kind of reestablishing themselves. Lost the Thorias, yes. Lost the Thorias. They, uh, they're they're gonna, they're become uh more serious. They said they're gonna ditch the lady stuff. At least that's what it looks like. It's going to, and they are ashamed of what they've been doing on the main roster and how far they've fallen. Then there's uh, Baron Corbin, who's tired of all the gimmicks and going back. To his, not bear, uh, to a no gimmick type of thing, not uh old Baron Corbett or anything, then there's just many talent. Dominic Mysterio, in my opinion, in ring wise, has been doing some pretty good work lately and pretty good job elevating the title. I think one day he's, he, without a doubt, he should be world champion. But yeah. yeah. Anything else we should mention?
1: So I'm going to go watch the Dark Side of the Ring Marginetti thing.
0: All right. That's good. All right. I'll see you when I see you. it.